area overnight. And so considerable cloudiness for your Thursday. Then tonight, partly cloudy skies, low of 63, mostly sunny tomorrow. No rain in the forecast at the moment, headed for a high of 85. Tomorrow night, increasing clouds, chance for showers, though just a slight chance at 20%, low of 65. And then on Saturday, partly sunny skies, chance for showers and spots before noon, headed for a high of 86, chance of rain at 30%. Again, right now, 73 degrees at 9.04. I'm Michael Kaiser, DWS News. Stay tuned for the first hour of a penny for your thoughts with Brian Barnhart up next here on DWS. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to a Thursday here on Penny for Your Thoughts. We work our way through the month of August. Uh, what are we up to now? August 17 here in East Central Illinois and across our globe. Good to have you with us here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Brian Barnhart sitting in for Jim Turpin this week. We've had a fun week visiting with some guests, visiting with you on open lines. We'll do a little bit of both today. We have uh, a guest in our first half hour. We'll have open lines up until the top of the hour Another short visit with a guest just after the news at 10, and then if we can, get an open line the rest of the way until the bottom of the hour at 10.30, and then Busey Money Talk comes in at 10.30 this morning. An open line tomorrow morning at 9 on Penny to close out the week, and then Rob Kennedy, one of the uh, head guys at uh, C-SPAN, is going to join us in hour number two tomorrow, and Jim returns on Monday after a week off here from Penny for Your Thoughts. Donna Pittman's going to join us the director of the Champaign Public Library. We're going to talk, among other things, of course, the eclipse. It's all things eclipse here lately. Uh, you may have heard about that. <laughs> but we'll also talk about uh, the Champaign Public Library a little bit and its role in our community and things going on at the library. And then they'll take us uh, towards the bottom of the hour. So if you have any questions for Donna Pittman, you can do that with us here in just a little bit after our opening timeout. And then open lines, lots of big topics to talk about, Charlottesville, continues to reverberate uh, that has gotten a lot of attention this week and other national stories as well and mix in a little today in history and all of that along the way today here on penny for your thoughts so we got an hour and a half show today Busey money talk at 10 30 we'll have donna Pittman join us next after this opening timeout here on penny for your thoughts yeah we're a couple of weeks out from that two weeks from saturday illini football we're at 9 10 73 degrees, had a little rain uh, coming in this morning, uh, driving between Muhammad and here, but a little sunshine came out, and we're kind of, uh, the clouds are winning at the moment, it appears, on this Thursday morning. 356-9397, you can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. We're pleased to be joined by Donna Pittman this morning for a few minutes, the director of the Champaign Public Library. Donna, good morning to you, and how are you doing? You've been busy the last well, few days. good morning, Brian, and yes, we've been very busy at the library. <laughs> Tell me about the eclipse, because everybody's been talking about it for next Monday, and you've had people lining up to get those eclipse glasses, and you were telling me you bought a lot before all of this, and you could have bought a lot more. 
Yes. Uh, if we had known, we would have bought a lot more, but we've been giving away glasses. We've had to ration them, so mm-hmm. we are giving away 100 uh, each morning to the first uh, 100 people that want a pair of glasses. And then we'll have some available at our Eclipse viewing party, mm-hmm. which is Monday from 12 to 2 in our parking lot. And that's going to be a fun event, and we hope people will come out for that. We're going to have food trucks there so people can have lunch. We'll have a theremin orchestra playing eerie music. We'll have mm. games for kids. So it's going to be a fun time. And that's going to be out, you said, where in the... It'll in just the, be in front of the library in our library? parking lot. In the parking lot. Wow, yes. that sounds like fun on Monday. And um, this is all tied in very well because you had a NASA... Uh, display earlier this month, right, that ended? Yes, we did. In fact, our whole summer has been filled with space-related programs, Mm -hmm. um, including the NASA exhibit. Uh, Last fall, when we were planning our summer programs, we knew about the eclipse, and so we wanted to tie those in. Our theme this summer was Sky's the Limit, and uh, we had uh, Phil Plate came. He's the bad astronomer. Mm -hmm. He spoke. We had an astronaut on Monday night, Mike Foreman, and we're having our Eclipse viewing party. Mm-hmm. If people sign up for our summer reading program, and there's still time, uh, they are put in drawings for prizes. Uh, we are giving away a telescope. Uh, we will name a star for some lucky winner. <laughs> and we're giving away other space-related things. So get signed up because uh, sign up for our summer reading. Anybody can sign up any age, and you can get mm-hmm. in the drawing. All right. So, again, all of the Eclipse uh, activities on uh, Monday, you said between noon and 2, at the Champaign Public Library on Monday. Uh, you mentioned all the people lining up. So they've been lining up at the library. Are they there today again, or have you been by? Yet? Well, I didn't drive by this morning, mm-hmm. but every morning this week I have seen people there as early as 7.30 waiting in line to get in at 9 o'clock to get an eclipse, <laughs> pair of eclipse glasses. And uh, our staff has even started going outside and giving them to people yeah. early uh, so they don't have to wait so long. So they're free at the library. They're right? free, but mm-hmm. they're usually gone within about five minutes. Oh, that quickly. Yes. Yeah. So how long will you keep doing that all the way up until they run out or until the the eclipse party? Yes, we are giving out 100 a day Mm -hmm. at this point Mm -hmm. um, so that we can have enough for people that come to the eclipse party. Mm -hmm. So we'll have 500 pairs of glasses available there. All right, and I imagine a lot of kids are, uh, I know the schools, kids are interested, everybody's uh, interested in astronomy and Everything going on with this, too. I'm, I'm sure that's been fun, too. It has been. And, in fact, uh, there will be several classes from Edison Middle School coming over to our Eclipse Party. Okay, because they're right next door there, right? Right, right nearby, yeah. Donna Pittman is with us. She's the director of the Champaign Public Library. If you have any questions regarding the event or about the library in general, feel free to give us a call or uh, send us an email or a text, 356-9397. You were appointed the director of the uh, Champaign Public Library about a year ago, I believe. Uh, obviously, Marcia had been there a long time, uh, and uh, you succeeded her. But you've been with the library a long time before that, right? Twenty nine years. Twenty nine years. And what? Where did you? What did you start with? Well, I started out being the outreach librarian, and so that department included the Bookmobile and the Douglas Branch Library and our home delivery service. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I became the development director. I worked with the foundation on fundraising for the library. And then I moved into this position. So you've done a little bit of everything at the I library. Have, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I know there were a lot of people interested in the job, though, that, that you eventually wound up with, right? Yeah. I'm very fortunate. I, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it uh, thoroughly from mm-hmm. every day that I've been the director of the Champaign Public Library. Now, the current building the library's in, how long has that been there now? Uh, we're on our 10th year. Ten, uh, really? In that particular building? And yes. it's a beautiful building. 
yes, it still feels new. It still looks new, and mm-hmm. we can't believe it's been 10 years yeah. almost. And the, it was a building before, which is now where the parking lot is, correct? And yes. then uh, I know, I remember going to the old building, the one on Church Street, right? Yes, and I used to go there as a child myself. Yeah, and that's the current, what, Meyer Capel building. Right. Tell me about the, the story behind that, because Mr. Burnham, right? That was yes, a part uh, of that. A.C. Burnham, he was a local businessman uh, related to Burnham Hospital mm-hmm. and many other philanthropic uh, efforts. Uh, he actually started the whole library. He bought the land, he built the building, he stocked it with books, he started an endowment uh, to keep uh, preserve the collection and staffing of the library, and so he's responsible for the, the whole start of the Champaign Public Library. Well, it's interesting, and like everything else, um, you know, from phones to the way we communicate to social media, everything has changed, obviously, especially in the last five years or ten years, but I mean, 30 years you go back. I mean, I remember getting, going through the uh, the card catalog and looking for books and libraries have changed they've had to change too with the times right yes yes libraries are changing all the time with the times Uh, we have many more digital resources um, and we keep adding those so we have digital magazines we have ebooks you can get streaming movies and music through the library Um, and just recently uh, we started checking out chromebook tablets and hotspots People can check those out for four weeks at a time, take them home, take them wherever they need them, maybe on a trip. Um, they're free. All you need is a library card, and you can be on your way with a hotspot and a Chromebook. And that's been part of the adjustment, right, for libraries, not just here, but everywhere. As, as people more and more go digital to, to look at books or to look at to read books, uh, the libraries have adjusted in that way, right? That's been part of the process. Yes, and uh, we know that, you know, books are, are still popular, sure. but the printed book is going to, not if not go away, uh, decrease mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. And so we're putting more and more resources into electronic books. And, uh, you know, newspapers have made the same adjustment along the way. You know, the News Gazette has digital access, uh, 24-hour access. Everybody is, has has done that, but there's still... That good feeling, you know, a lot of people have about holding a book in their hands, right? Yes, and I feel that way myself. But <laughs> but the digital resources are wonderful because you can access them from anywhere. You mm-hmm. do not have to physically come to the library. Mm-hmm. You can download these off of our website. All right. Uh, Donna Pittman is with us. We have a couple of callers, so you want to put those uh, headphones on. Your hair looks great today. I don't want to mess up your hair, but uh, <laughs> we'll put those headphones on. And let's go to, uh, hopefully you can hear me okay, and let's go to uh, Richard. Hi, Richard. Good morning, Brian, and uh, good morning to your guest. I was going to ask her if uh, she's aware of another celestial event uh, taking place in September on the 23rd. No, I don't think I am. Can you tell me? (laughs) I certainly can. It was written about a couple of thousand years ago. It's a sign in the heavens uh, in Revelation 12, and it's just, as you uh, investigate it, it is absolutely fascinating uh, what happens, and you can find it on uh, YouTube and other mm-hmm. other internet sources. All right. Well, we'll take a look at it, okay? Hey, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Richard. Bye. Appreciate it. All right, and uh, let's go to line two. Lawrence is with us. Hi, Lawrence. You're on with Donna Pittman. Uh, good morning, all. Uh, enjoyed the brief conversations about the Burnham Athenaeum. My question is, whatever happened to that... Uh, stone that had the name Athenaeum and everything. It used to sit out in the lobby of some old uh, library, I think, uh, 
It was from one of the original buildings, obviously. Whatever happened to that? I believe it was returned to the Meyer Capel law firm that is located there in the Burnham Anthenaeum, and I believe it is there, still there. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, as a small one, as I remembered, it was about three feet by two feet, I mean, several inches thick. Yep. I, I think uh, that's probably what we're talking I think we're all thinking about the same thing, so oh. that must be where it is. Why didn't that come along to the library? Don't know. You know, I'm not really sure why that happened. <clears throat> well, maybe someone from the Gazette. All right. Can well, maybe somebody can fill us in. Thank All right. You. Hey, thanks, Lawrence. Appreciate the call. We're with her with Donna Pittman. She is the director of the Champaign Public Library, talking about uh, a lot of things, including the eclipse glasses available. They hand out a hundred a day. They're gone in like five minutes. It's it's been going on. And then, of course, the eclipse event on Monday, August 21st, noon to two at the. Champaign Public Library there in the parking lot area, and they'll have lots of things going on with that, so you can check that out. Uh, Zoe is up next. Hi, Zoe. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I just wanted to say hello to my old friend Donna Pittman Mm -hmm. and tell her how happy I am. She's the library director because she's just perfect for that job. And But I also wanted to ask her, are they doing anything to celebrate the 200th anniversary of Jane Austen's death? Hmm. Well, that's an interesting thought. Um, certainly something we can talk about, uh, but n- no plans at this time. Well, I think it would be really wonderful. I mean, it's it's pretty historic, and um, some of us think she's the greatest novelist that ever was. And mm-hmm. um, and um, it is, um, I mean, they're celebrating it all over the place. So so um, I don't know if um, if I can do anything to kind of help that along, but if if um, I don't know if anybody wants to contact me, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I should give my phone number or not. Well, that's up to you. Uh, and if, Zoe, Donna, or... if Donna wants it, you know, it's it's three five six zero three three five, and you're welcome to call me. Well, thanks, Zoe. Um, I appreciate the suggestion. We'll certainly look into it. Well, thank you. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll take a quick break here. We'll come back with Donna Pittman. We've got a few more minutes left with the. Director of the Champaign Public Library. We'll talk a little more about libraries and the Champaign Public Library in specific after this quick. Donna Pittman with us here, the director of the Champaign Public Library on Penny for Your Thoughts. We'll have a few more minutes with her, and then we'll have open line up until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. We'll tell you about an ALS walk in the second half hour for a little bit. If we get some time for more open line, we will. And then at 10.30, it's Busey Money Talk. Open line tomorrow at 9 10 o'clock, we'll visit with Rob Kennedy of C-SPAN in hour number two. So lots of uh, things happening here in the next couple of days. Jim is back on Monday on Penny for Your Thoughts. We're at 74 degrees at 925. Donna, you got your uh, what degree from the University of Illinois? One of them anyway, right? Uh, three degrees. Three degrees, actually, yeah, yes. yeah. So, And uh, your connection to, uh, you were talking off air about your dad played football, right, at the U of I? Yes, he did, yeah, yeah. back in the 1940s. The team that went to the Rose Bowl, and I think it was 44 or 45. Okay, and uh, Tommy Stewart? Yes, he played on that team with Tommy Stewart, and then they ended up coaching together for years at Central High School. So you're well, you are a townie. You're you're plugged in for sure. I'm a townie, and I grew up on bleachers, I (laughs) think. Yeah, well, Donna Pittman with us for a couple more minutes. You want to talk about hours. I know for a while there, uh, and everybody in different areas was struggling with the economy and all of that, and uh, staffing, but now your hours are expanding a little bit, right, again? 
Yes, uh, two years ago we had to reduce our hours, and that was because we had to leave some staff positions vacant uh, mm-hmm. due to budget constraints. Mm-hmm. But the good news is that we are able to fill some of those vacant positions and bring back uh, some of the hours that were cut. So the uh, main library will now be open starting today from 6 to 9 on Thursday evenings, okay. and we will open an hour earlier on Sunday. We'll open from noon to 6 now on Sundays. And our Douglas branch uh, was able to restore evening hours on Wednesday and Thursday, so they are now open from 6 to 8, Monday through Thursday. Okay, that'll help. I know a lot of people, uh, you know, if they came up and it wasn't open, they were like, oh, man, you know, I missed a chance to go to the library. So that's good, expanded hours. Yes, we've heard from a lot of people they were disappointed that we mm-hmm. weren't open uh, on Thursday and Friday evenings mm-hmm. anymore. So so starting today, starting today you are now. Thursday so, evening we th- got back. Got back. Well, that's good. Uh, you've also got a couple of other things coming up at the library uh, you want to talk about? Well, we do. We have a lot of great things uh, happening this fall at the library, but I'll mention that uh, we are continuing our great authors series, and we are bringing in some wonderful authors this fall. Um, As part of the Pygmalion Festival, we're bringing Anthony Mara here uh, on Friday, September 22nd, and we are bringing children's author and artist Javaka Steptoe on September 24th, and he will actually uh, do a young artist workshop and give a public talk. And then in November, we'll have Gregory McGuire. Uh, He's the author of Wicked, that's probably his most famous work, Mm -hmm. and Jamie Ford, who's the author of Hotel on the Corner of Bitter and Sweet. So both of them are coming in November. Okay, sounds exciting. Uh, Just talk real quick, Donna, about a library's role in a community. There have been a lot of changes uh, with the digital age, but being able to have access for everybody in the community to, to use a public library. Just talk about the importance of that. Well, we're seeing our role expand into more of a community center. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a place where people come to hold meetings, to share ideas, to hear speakers. Um, It's a place for children to come and uh, attend programs and and learn uh, new interests. And it's just a place for every age. Um, People come there and they spend the day actually maybe doing their work and creating a business. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just see all kinds of things Mm -hmm. happening at the library. Had a uh, text here. Uh, Stan says, "Good morning." Uh, asking about the library and having lost money. I guess before is that still an issue, or how how are you doing? I guess financially at the at the library overall. Well, you know, for for a number of years, um, we were hit with decreasing tax revenues, mm-hmm. and so we live and die with property tax revenue. And so when it was down, uh, we had to make cuts, and that included staff and hours. Mm-hmm. It is starting to come back, um, partly because of the new developments in Champaign mm-hmm. are adding to the tax rolls, and so that is benefiting the library. One thing I've always wondered about, where, and this is going to sound like a silly question, but where does the library get their books? I mean, how do you, like if, if Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama or somebody writes, writes a book, how do you get it? Well, you, there, are, there are book vendors for libraries, mm-hmm. And so we deal with two major vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, for extremely popular best-selling books, those we often just get automatically because we create a profile and of what we will uh, want, and they'll just send it to us. And then other things we select. Now, if we can't get a book or something that we want through one of our vendors, we can go to Amazon. We, we can go different places just like everybody else would mm-hmm. go. Uh, books, how many, do you have any idea how many books are in the library? How many pieces of material do well, you have? Well, we have over 400,000 items in our collections. 
Hmm. And are some very old? I mean, um, are, the, are, know, are most of them fairly, you know, within the last century or whatever? I mean, Actually, they're much more current than that because yeah. public libraries are current material libraries, mm-hmm. current popular materials. So we don't keep old stuff on the shelf. The university libraries keep everything forever for research purposes. Okay. But we want the newest, most popular things on our shelves because that's what people want. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that because you'll hear some libraries, they'll have a an upper upper deck somewhere where they just stick everything. But you say that's more universities do that. Te- per se. Typically academic libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the uh, county ar- historical archives are housed at the Urbana Free Library. So, of course, they keep all kinds of historical information there. So mm-hmm. we don't need to do that because yeah. they already do. All right, and one last question here. We have uh, Cindy on the line with us. Uh, Cindy, Hi. good morning. You're on with Donna. Hi, it's more of a comment to say how awesome this library is. I have a, um, it, we're frequent flyers. <laughs> I think the whole staff knows us, but uh, my son has a developmental disability, and he's an adult, and he's six foot five, and he's a big guy, so he can, he could be, you could be scared if you didn't know about, you know, like hand movements and stuff. And everybody at that library is just so awesome with him. They, they're, you know, they're like, fine, I'll help you find a book, and, and they'll ask all sorts of questions, but I, all your staff is just great, so I just wanted to, to say that. Well, Thank very you. good. Thank, thank you, you, Cindy. So uh-huh. Appreciate it. We'll let you go on that note, Donna. And uh, thank you again for coming by. And uh, looking forward to the eclipse party on Monday. So thank that's going to be fun. Hope to see you there. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see if I'm traveling by then or not. But uh, but I look forward to it. Thank you. Nine thirty-two. Michael Kaiser has news headlines. Donna Pittman's been our guest. Open line here till the top of the hour. So whatever's on your mind, feel free to uh, join us here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Coming up next. All right, welcome back. We're on Penny for Your Thoughts. And what are your thoughts today here as we move along in an open line segment here at 936 on DWS. We're at 75 degrees here at the Radio Center. Thanks to Donna Pittman for coming by from the Champaign Public Library. The director there wanted to have her on for a few minutes. A big eclipse event coming up, of course, on Monday. And they're going to be involved in that. 356-9397 is how you can call us. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 351-5357. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. What's on your mind today? been reading a lot of articles. They're all over the place on the uh, monuments being torn down in different places. I know there was one torn down in Durham, North Carolina. Of course, the protest uh, in Charlottesville, the origination of all that, was the uh, protesting against a taking down of, I believe, a Robert E. Lee statue. So that has fueled a lot of articles. If you go on, there's a place called that I go to a lot, realclearpolitics.com. Realclearpolitics.com is great if you just want to read a lot of editorials from both sides of the aisle. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat or a liberal or a conservative or whatever you are. Uh, if you go to that website, you'll just see a lot of really good articles that kind of express opinions on what's been going on, and of course that has been the um, water cooler topic to say the least, not only across the country but uh, here on Penny for Your Thoughts as well during this week. So uh, what's happening here locally? Well, uh, lots of different things uh, going on. We had a bus crash yesterday. I don't know if you're aware. If you don't have kids or grandkids in school, you're probably thinking, oh, school ought to be starting soon. Well, in uh, Champaign. I know my daughter, at uh, senior at high school now, starts today. But they had a bus accident yesterday 
over on uh, Kirby Avenue about 2.30 in the afternoon. Thirteen students who attend uh, Unit 4's International Prep Academy were injured. You've heard our news reports on uh, this this morning. Apparently the driver uh, suffered a medical emergency, according to Champaign Police. Unfortunately, nobody on the bus was hurt. And uh, nobody in the house hurt either. I guess there was someone, a a resident that was living there. Also, of course, the uh, news continues, or maybe the non-news, coming out of Springfield, where the house is the last step in the process of getting money to the schools here for the school year. Of course, the debate has been over the funding formula. The Democrats had a bill that they put together and passed back in May and then sat on it until July, then sent it to the governor, who amendatorily vetoed it. I don't know all the technical terms of how that works, but it's a mandatory veto, and then he sent it back to the uh, Senate and the House. The Senate sat on it for a little longer, and then on Sunday, they overrode the governor. And now the House is looking to override the governor, but they're also, uh, I think, the House Democratic leadership, under Mike Madigan, of course, uh, they apparently don't have the votes to override it. So uh, they had a vote of some sort yesterday on a different revision of the House funding bill, the school funding bill, and there were a lot of present votes in that. Seems to me that was kind of a gauge as to how many votes they may or may not have for a possible override vote next week. So that's the uh, political back and forth over in Springfield. That is continuing as well. Don't know if you saw the Big Ten basketball schedule came out, and we're going to have early December Big Ten basketball. Illinois will be at Northwestern December 1st. They will host Maryland December 3rd, the entire schedule. There's a great rundown of all the games for Illinois starting on November 10th for the Illini men. The women also had their schedule come out as well. Uh, Brad Underwood's debut November 10th against Southern, but the December 1st game at Northwestern will, be, of course, be played at Allstate Arena in Rosemont. And that is the arena where Illinois, of course, defeated Arizona, coming from 15 down with four minutes to go. We all know what happened back on March 26th of 2005. Illinois will make its first return to that building to take on Northwestern on December 1st and then home against Maryland on December 3rd and then back to the non-conference schedule. So if you check out the News Gazette, you can see the entire list of all the games and comments. I think Scott Ritchie put all that together from the News Gazette staff. 356-9397. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line at 351-5357. Reading an article here about the uh, taking down of the monuments, Uh, Michael Goodwin has an article, I think it's in the New York Post, having to do with all of this. And, of course, the media has been stirring uh, and covering all of this. There's been angry protests, of course, a funeral service for the uh, young lady who lost her life. A very sad story there. And uh, he says in his article, while it's disheartening but not surprising that much of the current political violence revolves around race, the sudden focus on civil war issues is startling. It's as if some Americans are ready to fight a second civil war using the first one as a pretext. He says in his article, I don't oppose changing college dormitory names and removing statues that honor Confederate generals or soldiers. When decisions are reached after respectful discussions of, and peaceful consensus, such change is the lifeblood of democracy. But 
The coercive demand for purity enforced by violence often feels staged for political effect aimed at Donald Trump. The surge of sensitivity seems especially odd given that the issue was not as prominent during the tenure of Barack Obama, America's only black president. He says, on my trips to the South during the Obama years, including to North Carolina, where my daughter went to college, this is Michael Goodwin writing, he says, I was amazed at how many Confederate statues there are. As I recall, there's even a small Confederate cemetery and statue on the campus of the University of Virginia. On one sightseeing trip around Durham, I saw the statue that was pulled down on Monday and was struck by its prominence. It had stood on the main street since 1924, unprotected and unmolested. But Monday, the statue was pulled to the ground, kicked and spat on. The scene resembled the feeling of, or the felling of Saddam Hussein's statues after the liberation of Iraq. With one difference, our Civil War ended more than 150 years ago. You can read that article, again, uh, realclearpolitics.com. It's the New York Post. But anyway, that's uh, some of what's been uh, been discussed out there. Let's go to the phones, and Dale is with us this morning. Hi, Dale. Hey, Brian. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I've got a question for you. The other day uh, when, uh, was it the Blue Angels or the Thunderbirds? Thunderbirds. Over. Thunderbirds. The Thunderbirds. Yeah. Okay. If they had to do a, a landing to get more fuel uh, at Willard, uh, who pays for that, and, and how do they pay for it? Somebody got a credit card to just kind of swipe it and <laughs> at the pump and go on there, or what? I guess maybe uh, maybe they use Uncle Sam's credit card. I I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's a good question. Well, does does the uh, does Willard bill the government? Does the government don't have any money? You know, I mean, gee. <laughs> Yeah, no. That's, I, I was I was thinking about that the other day. That's a really good question. I I don't know, and maybe somebody does know how that works. I don't know the. Well, I, I'm I'm oh, kind of like ahead, I'm, I'm, I'm I was, was going to say, Dale. I'm kind of like you. I'm always curious about little things like that when things events occur. I'm just always interested in the mechanical transaction of how it actually works. Uh-huh. And that's a good question. Well, you know, I, I just wonder how much it was too. I mean. Is jet fuel cheaper or jet fuel more expensive? And, you know, is it a couple thousand, three thousand, four thousand dollars? You know. Yeah, and what do you pull up to a pump or what do you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, as long as they got enough fuel on that, on, on one of them planes to, to fill up when I'm leaving Willard, I, you know, I get really, I guess I really don't care, but <laughs> you know what? I was just. <laughs> no, I, I like I like the way you think, Dale. Um, I, I I just wonder are all the um, are all the planes in the four are they all at the same level of fuel? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, good question. Yeah. All right, we'll all right, see, we'll, we'll see if anybody knows. Thank you. Thank you, Dale. Appreciate it. Yeah, the Thunderbirds uh, rolled over here earlier this week. You may have heard about that. We had uh, Gene Cossey on a little bit from the airport. I should have asked him that. I I don't know how that works. Maybe somebody who has worked in an airport or seen it done before can uh, can let us know. We're at 946 here at the Radio Center. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with more Penny for Your Thoughts in just a moment. And we'll see you here at 949 here at DWS, back on Penny for Your Thoughts. I think the sun's back out again. That's nice to see. We had a tug of war with the clouds and sun this morning. 356-9397. So how you can reach us on the telephone. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. Email us, talk at wdws.com. Back to the phones. Uh, Doug may have an answer for us on the fuel. Hey, Doug. Yeah, 
Yes, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How about you? Good. Uh, I might have some answers on the uh, fuel situation. Yeah. Having been, one, a air traffic controller in the Midwest at numerous airports, including Willard, as well as chairman of air shows at uh, Willard, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and Detroit City Airport in Michigan. The sponsor has to pay for the fuel of any of, whether it's the birds, the uh, angels, or golden knights that come in like that while they're at the show, as well as when they're ready to leave. If they have to fuel in route, that is the expense of the Department of the Military that is sponsoring the unit because they are considered to be demo flight in promoting uh, people to enlist in that service. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So, so when they came in and fueled here at, at the birds at uh, Willard here the other day, then the Air Force was covering that expense. Okay. So do the, do the pilots have a credit card with them, or how do they do that? No, it's just it's uh, the airport has a already a billing set up for any of that type of thing, and and they just go ahead and bill it. At least that's what it did when I was associated hmm. with Willard. Yeah, well, that's uh, I always wonder how that works, and how many gallons? Do, I mean, does a typical plane like that take? Oh, they go by uh, they don't go by gallons literally, even though the jet fuel weighs approximately. Uh, uh, six gallons or six pounds per gallon, they go by thousands of pounds of fuel that they put on. Oh, wow. And something like the uh, what the birds fly or like that, you're talking uh, 3,500 uh, pounds of fuel minimum just to uh, get them around and, and not very far, but closer to seven, 8,000 pounds of fuel. Hmm. So do they use a lot of fuel? I mean, do they have to refuel often, I guess? Well, the, I don't know all the particulars on that, but the uh, distance that they can fly is not that great. You're talking maybe six, 700 miles with the standard tanks, and, hmm. and they normally don't come into airports like that for air shows with the belly tank that would give them an extended range. Right. And down low is where the uh, uh, jet fuels are the least efficient. They get up at, you know, 25,000, 30,000 feet, and they're very efficient up there. But down low, they aren't. Sure. Wow. Well, that makes sense. So go ahead. When they're doing the air show, it's constantly going to full power and and like that for the maneuvers and the climb and like that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like flooring your accelerator in your car every time you take off from a stoplight. Yeah, that's right. That's where it all goes. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm trying to remember, we we did do air shows at Willard, right? I mean, you you said you ran some. So how long ago was yes, that? we did. Uh, the last one was in 80, let's see, 88 or 89. Okay. And then... We had a mini air show that was to the benefit of the uh, Lifeline pilots, and those are the pilots that uh, will fly uh, either people or organs or such throughout the country. Mm-hmm. They're private pilots, and they use their own planes like that, and we 
we had a, a mini air show to generate funds for them and their their fuel that they burn because they don't charge the uh, the recipient anything for doing that. It's all on the gratis situation. So are these uh, are the air shows that they used to be at smaller airports like what are they sticking pretty much to big cities now? Is that more common? I well it it's hard to get a lot of the military like the birds and the uh, angels because they want to have a big exposure to the crowd like that. Sure. You now they had the, the blues came in up to a uh, Grand Tool when the Chinook Air Base was still in operation, and they would draw, you know, 25,000, 30,000 people like that to the show. Mm-hmm. The uh, air shows that my Qantas club put on at Ann Arbor uh, Airport, it was a small airport, a 3,500-foot runway, so we couldn't, we didn't qualify to be able to get any of the uh, big shows in, even though we tried to have them staged that. Detroit Willow Run, which was 12 miles away, uh, they wouldn't go for it because we couldn't guarantee that we would have 30,000 people in attendance. I see. Yeah. Well, I've flown into Willow Run a lot with the basketball team. Ah. So, (laughs) yes. Basketball and football teams come in there all the time. It's a nice airport, and that used to be the major airline airport before uh, the the push to Detroit Metro took place. Mm. Metro was a joint use military and civilian but the airlines were all operating out of Willow Run. Hmm. It's interesting. I didn't know that. I learned something today, Doug. How about that? Yeah, I, le- I learned a couple things. So that's good. There was even a navy navy base not too far from uh, Detroit Metropolitan called Grosseal. Hmm, okay. Uh, that that got shut down long before they went through terminating the uh, military bases here in the Midwest like that. Mm-hmm. That had to have been back in the uh Late sixties, early seventies, when that got shut down and everything was transferred to Selfridge up in Mount Clemens, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, I think the Thunderbirds were going to do a show there yes. this weekend. So, yeah. at, at least yep. a team of them in, in Selfridge. So, all right. Well, Doug, thanks for all the information. Well, I hope you have a good week. Yeah, you thanks too. For t- filling in for Jim, you do a great job. Well, thank you, Doug. I appreciate you saying that. Have a great day, okay? Thank you. Take you, care. You bet. 356-9397. Take another quick break and wrap it up for this first hour in a moment. All right, final 30 seconds of this first hour of Penny for Your Thoughts. Thank you to Donna Pittman coming by, the director of the Champaign Public Library. They're hosting a solar eclipse viewing party Monday, August 21st, noon to 2, at the Champaign Public Library. They say let's party in the shadow of the moon all at our Champaign Public Library. appreciate her coming by. We had open phone conversation. We're going to be joined by Kendra Albers here just after the news, talk about the walk to defeat ALS. We'll do all that and maybe more phone calls on WDWS. Champaign-Urbana, it is now 10 o'clock at the Tone. All right, we're back on Penny for Your Thoughts. Glad you're with us here. Brian Barnhart in for Jim Turpin. We had Donna Pittman in the first hour. We have some open line conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about the walk to defeat ALS Coming up here in just a second, do want to tell you that Swanson's Roofing is one of our sponsors, Corey Swanson, the roofing dog. Swanson Roofing, it's a family-owned business, 100% owned and operated by Corey and his wife, Melissa. Corey's a graduate from Rantoul High School. He's from the University of Illinois, and his crew are very professional. All of the crew, company employees, they receive 
full benefits and 401ks. They've been with the company for many years. So this is not a fly-by-night operation. This is someone who's uh, from here. They hire good people. They keep their employees. They keep their employees happy, and they do great work. Get a free estimate, 217-355-ROOF, 217-355-7663, or visit Swanson Roofing online at theroofingdog.com. Glad you're with us, 356-9397. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. Email us, talk at wdws.com. Kendra Albers is with us, and Kim McQueen. Kendra, you can say hi. Hi. Good. And Kim, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Yeah, that's an easy first start, that's right? Yeah, we got that. We got that's that. That's good. Well, uh, tell us here, the walk to defeat ALS. Uh, first of all, tell us when this is and what, so what the event's about. So it is about. Saturday, September 16th, and it is our inaugural walk here in Champaign. So there are many across the state, um, the big ones in Chicago and Rockford, and, and we're happy to actually be um, putting together the first one for, for Champaign, which we hope to be an annual event, of course. And it is September 16th. It's at Centennial Park, and um, registration starts at 9.30. The actual walk will kick off about 11 o'clock, and we've got uh, all all kinds of activities planned that morning. But, um, of course, it's, it's it's put together for us to help raise not only funds for um, ALS research, but also just awareness about what's going on and what ALS is and and um, how it affects people and, more importantly, how it affects the community here in Champaign. And that is on a, a Saturday. Correct. So, And I think the football team is out of town. That is correct. I believe. I'm that sure you've all, everybody, sure everybody <laughs> checks, uh, you know, weddings and other things. Yeah. Events like this get scheduled right. around that. So we uh, look forward to that. Saturday, September 16th at Centennial Park. ALS, tell us what that is. For people that don't know, I think a lot of people think Lou Gehrig's disease, right? Exactly. And that's usually what it, I mean, it is Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, ALS is just amyotrophic lateral sclerosis is the official name, if you Mm -hmm. will. But basically, it's just a progressive um, neurodegenerative disease. So the individual with ALS will lose their ability to walk, to talk, and eventually to breathe. Um, It is 100% fatal. There is no cure. There is no treatment per se right now. and it's just, it's a disease that just strips the person of their ability to basically live, except that their brain is completely intact. So they know everything that's going on around mm-hmm. them as they're, as they're digressing. Mm-hmm. I saw this uh, firsthand. I was, uh, when I was working in Oklahoma City, we had an owner, the owner of the team there that hired me, a minor league team, a AAA team for the Texas Rangers. He used to work for the Cubs, but uh, his name was Bing Hampton, and he struggled with this and I saw this all the things that you're talking about I saw firsthand yeah. and it's uh it's, it's not not pretty, not pretty. it's not no. fun so no. well uh, tell me about uh, once this is diagnosed what kind of lifespan are we talking about so generally it's two to five years obviously there's cases where the person once they actually get the diagnosis because it's not something you can just go in and get one test for um, it really does require a series of testing so sometimes people are misdiagnosed at first and then when they get the actual diagnosis they're already a year or two in so then they only have mm-hmm. per se three months with the actual disease if you will mm-hmm. um, and some people live past the five years but our statistics normally are two to five years with mm-hmm. the disease and as you say the body just starts Shutting down, right? I mean, yes. Over that time. There's many different strings of ALS. Um, you know, there's bulbar, which is basically lose their ability to speak. So they wake up one day and they just, they can't speak. Hmm. Some people, it starts in their legs and then they generally moves up. Some people, it starts in their hands. So like we say, like the claw, because they kind of, um, I guess people can't see me when I'm on the radio. <laughs> I'm doing the motion of the claw. Yeah, right. Um you know, that's where it starts. So everything, it's a little bit different, but 90% of ALS is just sporadic. There's no family history of it. It's just, 
they wake up and they have it one day. There it is. Yeah. Well, um, when you raise, you're trying to raise money, how many walkers are you trying to get for this? Our goal is 300 walkers, mm-hmm. and we obviously won't stop there, but that's <laughs> that's that's our goal mm-hmm. is, is 300 walkers this year. Um, and how many teams total did we say? We would like to have 30, 30 because teams, most teams yeah. have about 10 people on right. them. Right. So mm-hmm. that that's our goal. And, um, you know, we're about... Mm, what, third third there yeah. so we, we are definitely we're definitely on the hunt still for, mm-hmm. for more walkers we have some um more coming in here yet today i know we have to register but um that's our goal and um you know as um the chicago walk and the rockford walk are very large obviously they're probably 10 times that size but <laughs> um for champagne we think we think the 300 is a good number for mm-hmm. sure definitely so where do people if they want to walk or help or donate give me some contact uh, how do they get a hold of you what's the best way to do it so everything can be done online which is web www.alsa.org backslash champagne walk. Um, they can also call the office if people aren't comfortable with, you know, registering online or giving their credit card online. Um, and that is out of our Chicago office, which is 312-932-0000. Um, and we also have a great group of committee members that are here locally. Um, I'm originally from here, but now I'm in the Chicago market. So um, my cell phone number is on basically everything on the website. Um, and it's still a local number. So sometimes people feel more comfortable calling me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're any way they want to get in touch with us, we'll okay. <laughs> yeah. and give me we'll that web, web address again, because there's a lot of letters. It there. is. It's web.alsa.org backslash champagne walk champagne walk yes okay and if they go to the alsa.org in general yeah. they can search the walks okay. that are available all right so if in if you do that so you can search for champagne walk mm-hmm. as that uh, web address indicated and then if they call chicago mm-hmm. just tell them they're looking for info on the, the champagne, champagne walk, champagne walk yes there's a lot right. of walks to look from okay yeah. uh as you uh, get the funding what what does that money go toward you say right now there's no cure but what do, you, what do you do with the funding, and how does that help, I guess? Well, obviously, um, research is we believe that there's a cure that's going to be found. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a large portion of the funds do go towards research. But we also have an amazing um, list of services that we provide to individuals and their families with ALS. And everything that we do is completely free of charge. Um, because of these signature events, we're allowed to do that. So we have equipment lending closets. So... As you go through this disease, you know, you need a regular wheelchair, then you need a power wheelchair, then you need, you know, like a device that can speak for you. And so those are very expensive. So we're able to lend them to someone that has ALS versus them paying for it. So they can get a $60,000 wheelchair for us to borrow for free versus having to pay it because mm-hmm. it's a very expensive disease. Yeah. Um, we yeah. have monthly support groups here in Champaign once a month. Um, we have in-home visits. So if the patient cannot get out of their house or they want an assessment of like, well, how should I get into my bathtub or how do I navigate around my house or my door frames big enough? We will have our care services coordinator come into your home, do an assessment, work with you. We have counseling because it's just as hard on the individual with ALS as it is their caregivers. And so, so um, we have respite programs where caregivers can just get a break. Um, mm-hmm. We give them funds to kind of go out for the day or a weekend or whatever. Um, and the funds that we give them then pays for a medical professional to come in and just kind of relieve mm-hmm. them for a little bit. And yeah. all of that, as I said, is completely free to the individuals with ALS mm-hmm. and their families. Mm-hmm. And that's where the funding goes because I think exactly. the figure was, what, 250000 it can be? Mm-hmm. Out of pocket. Out of pocket yeah. expense for mm-hmm. someone annually annually. That's annually. Yeah. annually. That's annual. oh, wow that's 
<laughs> and and multiply that, and, yeah, we'll yeah. multiply that by the two to five year right. lifespan. And, right, and it's that's one of the things too that people don't realize is it, it really is a twenty four seven disease. I mean, it's twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred and sixty five days a year after somebody's diagnosed. Mm -hmm. it, it's it it they can't be alone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. any numbers on how many people around here? In this area that you know of? That we know of 90 individuals. Um, that doesn't mean that's all that we serve. We know that there's a lot more that are here that just don't know about us. And so that's really, as Kim mentioned, you know, not only do we want to raise funds with this event, but we really want to raise awareness because we know there's people out there mm -hmm. and we can help them. And that's the biggest thing. We want them to know they can call us and we are here for them. So um, even if they're not in Champaign, if they're in Danville, Arcola, mm -hmm. B-Mint, where I'm from, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, wow. yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, ran to anywhere, like we, we will come to them um, mm -hmm. and really make sure that we take care of them. So we want them to know we're here. You'll have some information what it tastes of champagne yes. this yes. weekend? Yes, Correct. we will. Yeah, Correct. okay. So. I think we're booth number 19. Okay. It's on our website. Yes. All right. So <laughs> uh, just trying to get the word out again, it'll be uh, Saturday, September 16th at Centennial Park, 930 on-site registration. So you can register on-site. You on can site. register on-site, absolutely. Uh, and you're looking for um, walkers, walkers, donations. Donations, mm -hmm. yeah. The website that we gave, um, they can be a walker. They can sign up for a current team. They can start their own team. Um, they can be a virtual walker. If they, for some reason, can't make it out that day, they can actually be a vir virtual walker and participate mm -hmm. that way and, and donate donations, what, whatever they want to do. We are absolutely open to, uh, we're not proud. We'll take whatever. <laughs> we'll take and, whatever. And if you're thinking, uh, well, I've got little kids. I don't know what to do with them. You'll have some things there oh, yeah. for them, right? To absolutely. do a bounce house. We've, uh, we've got a fun, you know, a kid's fun zone where they can participate. Um, there'll be music, you know, there'll be a DJ. Um, so there, there's just a lot of things going mm -hmm. on. We've got basket raffles and, and all kinds of things. There'll be food, et cetera. So 11 a.m. is the walk start. How long of a time period should people plan they should be done the walk itself will start at 11 mm -hmm. so they'll be done by one so okay. they've got the afternoon still to mm -hmm. for you know to do to, other things to do other yeah. things sure. absolutely absolutely all right uh so it's uh web dot alsa dot org mm -hmm. backslash champagne walk right. or you can call a 312 932 and then 000, zero, zero, zero. Mm -hmm. that it. should be easy to remember yeah. <laughs> you got it um, you got anything it. else we need to know about or add or I think the big thing is that you know not everyone knows someone currently with ALS and this is not just an event for them it really right. is an event for the community and we mm -hmm. want everyone to come out um, and really show the individuals that are going to be there with ALS that as a community we support them mm -hmm. um, and this is you know unfortunately that every 90 minutes someone is diagnosed and every 90 minutes someone loses their battle so it's happening um, and we just want people to know that we want them there. We want to show support for the individuals living with ALS in our community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Sounds good. Kendra Albers, thank you. Kim Thanks. McQueen, thank you. Thank you. We'll let you get on your way and go back to work. <laughs> so we'll, 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 look, we'll look forward to this. All righty. Thank, thank you, you very, very much. Very much. All right. That is Saturday, September 16th at Centennial Park. And uh, let's take a short break. We'll come back and have some final uh, Maybe a phone call or two or text along the way until the bottom of the hour. Busey Money Talk at 1030 on DWS. All right, about eight minutes left here in our, uh, five minutes left in our uh, show here for today, 356-9397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. Email us, talk at wdws.com. So a little open line time here to wrap up the show today. We'll have an open line tomorrow at 9, 9 until 10, a full hour to visit with you. And then in the uh, 10 o'clock hour, probably I would say f in the first half hour of the second hour, we'll have Rob Kennedy on from C-SPAN and then open phones the rest of the way to close out the week 
tomorrow. So that's uh, kind of what's on the menu here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Jim is back on Monday. We're getting closer to the football season, as I said, and so the Monday morning quarterbacks, you'll have that back here pretty soon in a couple of weeks on uh, Mondays. We're at uh, 356-9397 at 10.24 in the morning, and Jim is hopping on the line here. Hi, Jim. Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, hey, um, you know, I'm a conservative that calls in once in a while. Uh, I am offended by the offended people in the United States. You know, uh, Huckabee even mentioned today that now they're threatening to, to boycott to take down the Jefferson Memorial. Um and and they're right. They're going to want to take down the Washington Monument. The offended people need to realize this is our history. It goes back a long way. There are some things that will offend you, some things that won't. Some things are good, some things are questionable. But I'm offended by the offended. Yeah, and it, uh, it kind of makes you wonder where it all ends. Oh, I know. I it. mean, if if you follow the the scenarios out to the finish line, where is the finish line? Yes, yes. I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. And that's a really good really good question. So Now that I know there's 700 and some odd uh, statues in the South, I may take a tour to see if I can see maybe 100 of them before I die. Well, I know there's a lot of them out there, and there's a lot of counties in the South named after uh, right. you know, Civil War generals. There's uh, streets, there's schools. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, if, you, if you're going to carry the... The thought process out. How far do you go? Right. So you know we've let the liberals and the and the p- politically correct people in in our local community get rid of Chief Alina, uh because the rest of us didn't speak up loud enough. They're just a bunch of loudmouth liberals and loudmouth uh, politically correct people that want to get rid of everything. That they just want to get rid of everything. Hard to believe that's ten years ago now, huh? I know it. Yeah. Yes, it is. Thank All you much. Right. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate your phone call. All right, and uh, that will probably uh, wrap it up here for the amount of time we have on phone calls. We're at 1026. We've got Busey Money Talk at 1030. Don't know if you uh, saw this, but uh, Daniel Craig's returning for a fifth go-around as James Bond. The actor confirming reports he would reprise his role as the suave British spy for Bond 25. He made an appearance with uh, Stephen Colbert on Tuesday night. The announcement of reversal for Craig, he told Time Out London in 2015 he'd rather slash, to, uh, slash his wrist than do another Bond film. But uh, he said that uh, comment was a stupid answer, and he told Colbert he couldn't be happy to return to the role. Craig has breathed new life into the Bond franchise. He took over 007's role for the 2006 Casino Royale. Bond 25 hits theaters in November of 2019. All right, that's uh, pretty much going to wrap it up for me. We have the Busey Money Talk folks on their way in. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for all the phone calls this week. I've really, really enjoyed talking with everybody and hearing their opinions and thoughts. We'll continue to do that tomorrow starting at 9 o'clock, and we'll also have uh, Rob Kennedy in the 10 o'clock hour from C-SPAN. So uh, get any thoughts and comments you have for him lined up and ready to go on tomorrow's show of Penny for Your Thoughts. Hard to believe it's been a fast week. Appreciate Donna Pittman coming in, Kendra Albers and Kim McQueen talking about ALS. We talked about the library. We visited with you, and we've got more uh, to come here on Penny for Your Thoughts tomorrow. You see Money Talk next here on WDWS.